everybody. It's Dave Juskow from the Nightfly with Dave Juskow. And we are here tonight to present you Grease Live. I don't want to call it Grease Live. I don't know what I'm going to call it because it is live and it is Grease. It's production of Grease at the Comedy Cellar or at the Village Underground, as they call it. It's a bigger space. On, performed on September 12th, 2017 to a uh, halfway packed house. <laughs> but uh, a lot of fun was had. And a, a good time was had by all, but it is Greece. It's just like the way we do The Godfather. I've changed the dialogue and added in some stuff, but we sing the songs mostly the way it is and cut them out a little bit just to make them shrink the thing up a little bit because it was going a little long because we do it all in one night. Unlike The Godfather, which we did in five episodes, this one is one night only. And uh, the cast includes the great Rick Crome, who is, as always, our narrator, Bethel Karam playing the role of Sandy. Bob DeBono, playing the role of the teen angel as Donald Trump. Oh, a little twist. Spoiler alert in there. But since you can't see it, I'm going to tell you what's happening. It's Donald Trump as the teen angel. Mateo Lane, playing Sonny and Frenchie and Craterface, because at the Comedy Cellar, they don't have enough microphone stands for a bunch of people, so we have to double up the parts. And Matteo Lane, who is very good, plays Sonny and Frenchie, and he's changing wigs the whole time, so that's a lot of time where the audience might be laughing, which you might not be able to tell from an audio rendition. Lenny Marcus, the great comedian playing the character of everybody's favorite, Duty. And don't worry, we make lots of fun of Duty. Russ Maneev, the very handsome Russ Maneev, playing Kanicki. Well, rather flawlessly in the sense of his uh, delivery, he really might be the coolest person there and deserves to be playing Kanicki. Rachel Feinstein, our comedian lovely friend who will be playing uh, Marty, one of the pink ladies, and of course, Cha-Cha de Gregorio, and Nurse Wilkins. Yes, the one line of Nurse Wilkins, which we will reflect in the show you're about to hear. Uh, Judy Gold, our good friend Judy Gold, a legendary comic, and uh, she will be playing the role of Betty Rizzo. Yes, her first name is Betty, as we find out again. I'm giving out all these spoiler alerts. Betty Rizzo, Judy Gold, and boy, is she loud. Uh, Dan, no, I was going to say Dan, no, it's, um, oh, Dan Natterman will warm up the crowd before we start, and he does a terrific job. I am playing, my name is Dave Juskow, I'm playing Danny Zuko, uh, Vince Fontaine, which I feel like I'm doing that voice right now, and uh, Mr. Lynch, the teacher, I'm I'm doing this from memory, I'm not reading it, and uh, Mrs., oh God, what's her name? (laughs) Uh, You know, the one that Alice Ghostly played from Bewitched, uh, Alas, kid! You know, I do it like uh, Paul Lynn. So Mrs. Murdoch, that's her name, which is weird. Just found out there's Mrs. Murdoch and Kanicki's last name for real, Kanicki Murdoch. What? They're not related. I looked it up back and forth, back and forth. That's not his mom. But wouldn't it make sense that it was since she helps him rebuild his entire car? It would make sense that Kanicki would be cool if he had a mom that was cool like that. Anywho. That's the story. And our band, Colin Smith and Noam Dwarman, the owner of the establishment, Colin Smith, 
these guys are terrific. They do all the songs perfect. They, I don't know, they work with people that don't know how to sing or dance, and, and they're great. Colin Smith does an amazing rendition, an amazing rendition that he should put out on a record of the song Grease, you know, by Barry Gibb. And probably the show technically goes downhill from there. But, you know, uh, I do a lot of singing. It is me singing. It's It's surprising. Uh, I thought I sounded good until I heard the audio, and <laughs> I'm not so sure. So obviously, you will be the judge. Uh, I think I hit everybody that's in the production. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. People say they loved it. When I've been listening to it on audio, you know, it's the same things that drive me nuts. If you're going to improv your lines, do it and then move on. Don't sit there waiting around and then you lost your place. It drives me insane. It happens again here. Uh, the good news is I'm pretty sure you can hear everybody this time. So that's that's a big thing because, uh, you know, I always get really upset about that. So there shouldn't be any problem because Dan Natterman wasn't in it. So everybody was actually talking into the microphones. Can you believe it? Again, I uh, always still wonder if any, anybody's actually seen the movie who's in the play. I, I don't think they look at their scripts until the day of rehearsal. Drives me insane. But what are you going to do? It's still a fun time. You're doing a pr- uh, production with all your friends. You know, what do you want? And then, and that's the way it is. So hopefully you'll love it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little lengthy, but, you know, that's the beauty about me and the podcast. You can choose to move on. You can choose to stop. You can choose to do whatever you like. But we always put it out for those of you who can't make it to New York City for these lovely shows that we like to do. Remember, our next one is December 19th, where we're going to attempt to do Love Actually, which I don't know if Greece didn't sell out, then I'm probably making a huge mistake, but we'll go back to the uh, Mafia ones in March. So, you know, I can only say it like Vince Fontaine. Only thing I want to say in all sincerity is enjoy yourselves, have a ball, because like we say at the Big 15 where the jocks hang out, if you're having fun, you're number one. But don't feel bad if I bump you out, because it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's what you do with those dancing shoes. So, okay, cats, throw your mittens around your kittens, and away we go. Here is Grease at the Village Underground, the Dave Juskow production. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the king of the American musical theater, Danny, I mean Dave Juskow. Thank you, everybody. Hello, and welcome to... What the... Sam, god damn... All right, no, I'm just kidding, because the light's over. He always fucks it up. He... No, I'm going to stay right here until Sam figures it out, because it, it always it always does this to me. It came on my birthday as... Okay, thanks. Um... <laughs> We set that up ahead of time. How are you, everybody? Hey, what Greece, right? It's like nobody cares. All right, wow. Well, we usually do the Godfather, as you know, and uh, we're, we're we're changing it up, you know, for the ladies. Um, and when I say ladies, I mean myself. So really, um, how's everybody doing? Everybody, it's a festive crowd. We're here. We're, we're here to have a good time. We're a, there's no naysayers here. This is fantastic. Shut up, gnome. <laughs> the owner <laughs> you know um it's uh, wonderful playing here at the uh, place where Anne frank and her family stayed for many uh, occasions no um 
Did you, so people, you know this, uh, I've been very down. Um, this, these are the, this is the material. Um, I, I've, I've been, uh, you know, my birthday happened about a month ago, and you know, you get down on your birthday, and I, you know, you, sometimes I get that feeling that God hates me, and um, no, it's true. And, um, I, you know, you just, sometimes you just get that. God hates me. God hates me. I don't know, you know, why am I getting all this trouble? And then, um, you know, those hurricanes happened. Uh, so I was watching the Hurricane Harvey, not the Irma one. It's hard to keep track. And then I was thinking about the people who were in Hurricane Katrina that moved to Houston uh, after their houses were submerged with water, and then I couldn't stop laughing. I know it's horrible. <laughs> when you're sitting on top of your second house submerged in water and you're on the rooftop waiting for a helicopter to pick you up, that's when God hates you. Like, <laughs> hates you biblically. Where God is clearly saying, I think you're a bit much. That's a bad sign. Well, see, for me, though, it would be, I would think it was funny. If I did that, I'd be in my second house on the rooftop, and then I would say, God, what a week I'm having. And then uh, that would be on the news, hopefully. <laughs> well, here's somebody who's uplifting. Speaking of uh, people that are uplifting and, uh, and, and calming, uh, there's a movie called Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I'm a big fan. Really? Oh, right, it's a 40-year-old musical, so it makes sense. To, yeah, okay, it makes sense, right. Uh, why not go for a 30-year-old movie? Um, so, yeah, there's this movie. It's called Fast Times Ridgemont High, and there's a character in it. His name is Mike Damone. He's possibly the greatest character in American movie history. Sure, they talk about Sean Penn in that movie, but this guy, Mike Damone, I don't know whether he's an actor or whether it's a character, but this guy should solve all our problems. He should be on TV when the hurricane... This is the guy you want on the rooftop when he's just like... So like this, this is the way he talks... Geez, I woke up in a great mood this morning. I don't know what happened. What's the matter with my second house? This is ridiculous. See, that's why this is the guy we need to go down to Charlottesville and take care of problems. Like, he should be the president and come down and just say, listen, I think we can all get along if we all listen to a little cheap trick. That's all I'm saying. I, it's a magical band. I turned into Christopher Walken there for a minute, but it's a magical band. You see, cheap trick. Um... But, uh, yeah, so I think I just, well, I had more Damone stuff, but because uh, I like doing the imitation, um, where he goes, you know, you got the Nazis on one side, and then you got the other people on the other side, and the normal people. And then um, he's like, listen, can we all just agree that earth, wind, and fire is terrific? All right? Can we all just, and the Nazis are like, yeah, we can agree on that. I think that's, uh, and what kind of Nazis? Those are the worst Nazis I've ever seen. Nazis are handsome, physically fit, put-together people. They've ruined the word Nazis. Who are these people? Who are these people? They've ruined everything. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. You know, I'm a horrible comic. This is why I do musicals. You know, I have one other thing I'd like to do. Anybody see the fight? And I want to talk about the fight because I saw it because I'm doing a gay musical. So I want to say, yeah, I saw the fight. See that fight? Yeah, it was awesome. Now I'm going to sing some songs. Um, I like the, the McGregor-Mayweather fight. Did anybody see it? Yes. Yeah. And the best part about it was the trash talking that led up to it because you don't see good trash talking like that a lot. You know, they were like, like McGregor was sick. You know, he was just like, they're like, what are you going to do with all that money? He's like, okay, get a vibrator and put it up his ass. You know, like, when, put it up his mother's ass. You know, like they, they corrected himself and he got it right, you know. And it's like, that was some serious trash talking 
which I was only used to the trash talking in like the Rocky movies, which was so lame. They're like, Rocky, what are you going to do with that money? Uh, I'm going to get some hats. <laughs> and then, this is the actual dialogue. And uh, some perfume for Adrian, because like, she likes to smell good, you know. And uh, what's that frog in the Muppets? They go, oh, Kermit, I'm going to get uh, for my kid. And then I'm going to get Paulie a snow cone maker. Uh, <laughs> that's the actual dialogue. Um, thank you, again. Uh, no, 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 no. Do not pity clap. Um, okay, that, uh, let me... Um, the, 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 I'm bringing up a, a special guest who is... Well, probably, well there he is. Uh, it's really not that much of a surprise if he's sitting right there. But um, this is my uh, friend, and he's usually in all of our shows, uh, but he had a cruise plan this week, and then the, the hurricane ruined everything, so he's actually here. So we're going to have him do some time. Please welcome everybody, Danny Natterman. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Dave Juskow, everybody. Grease is the word of you. We're going to be starting to play in just a few minutes. Are you all excited? Why, there's a lot of microphones in my way. Grease, that came out when, Dave? In 78? 78. A simple at time in 78. No, uh, no smartphones. Donald Trump was not even known in 1978, so we've come a long way. Now he's the president. Very controversial. Uh, I still go online. I see still people, they post online, like, you know, hashtag, not my president. I see that every day. But uh, here's the thing, though. Uh, yes, he is. Now, uh, I don't know if they do that with everything they don't like. Like, if every month they're like, not my visa bill. You know, uh, or they go to the doctor, not my blood test results. Hashtag never herpes. I became an uncle again recently, uh, my fifth... Um, there's no word in English for niece or nephew. You just got to say niece or nephew. It's like siblings, covers... So they, that's a word that should be... Why don't they... Like, they invented butterface, which is a word... It's just, you know, which... I mean, I guess... It, you need, but this would be more practical. Butterface, that's a woman where everything is hot butterface, if you don't know. And I'm pretty sure English is the only language with a word that does all that. Like... I took Italian back in college. There's no word for butterface in Italian. You want to say butterface in Italian, it takes a whole sentence. You got to say, il corpo magnifico, la faccia disgustoso. <laughs> Necessario paper bag. Oh. A doggy style. Oh. oh, yeah, I became an uncle again, so uh, that's, that's an easy gig. Uh, parenting is hard. Any parents in the audience? That's a hard How many you have? That's a hard gig, right? Being a parent. I'm an uncle. We don't do shit. That's why there's no books about uncling. Have you been to the bookstore? They got a whole section on parenting. There's no uncle books. Nobody ever wrote, like, what to expect when your sister's expecting. Yeah. There's no, no uncle magazine. A lot of magazines about parenting. There's no uncle weekly magazine. What would an article be in that magazine? Is your nephew out of control with drugs and alcohol? Well, since it's not your problem, here's some weekend getaway ideas. Pretty much all you got to do if you're an uncle, just don't molest the kid. That's the only rule. <laughs> Sounds easy. A lot of people can't do it. You'd be surprised. A lot of people are really struggling with that. Heroes all, as far as I'm concerned. If they, uh, but that's the only rule. If you want to be a good uncle, just don't molest the kid. Being a father, a million ways to fuck that up. Someone tells you they had a bad father. That could mean anything. That could mean he wasn't there for you financially, emotionally. He didn't nurture you. He didn't care for you. But if someone says the eye to bad uncle, you know exactly what that means, okay? There's no, there's no ambiguity there. You don't have to ask, oh, why was he a bad uncle? You know damn well why he was a bad uncle. 
You might ask, oh, how often was he a bad uncle? That might come up, or, uh, or where did he bad uncle you exactly? But uh, anyhow, uh, a lot going on in America right now, obviously. Is there anybody here from not the United States that came to visit us from overseas? Europeans, Canadians, nobody? We got legal marijuana now, by the way, in America. I don't know if you heard that. You probably did. Not in every state. Certain states like, uh, what is it, uh, Massachusetts, Colorado. Well, that was the first state to legalize marijuana. I remember because my friend called me up all excited. He's like, Dan, let's go to Colorado. I was like, what do you want to go there for? He's like, pot is legal there. I'm like, you know what? I got a better idea. Unless you smoke it right here in New York. How about that? And, uh, and we'll close the door. And... Uh, I think we just might get away with it. I'll bet if we close the door and don't call the police and turn ourselves in, we just might pull off the crime of the century. Anybody see Grease in the theater when it came out? Back in 78, we got some older folks in the audience. Okay, some of the younger people, they don't remember, you know, these... I'm, I'm 47, I was a... Whatever I was back then, you know, like eight, I guess, but... Um, I feel all right. Any other 40-something? Dave, you're, you're 40. How do you feel, Dave? Oh, he's right over there. How's your back? How's your back? You know, when I sit down for a long time, getting up is, like, painful. You ever sit down for a long time and then getting up, I got to... It's like... I, if I'm out with a younger woman, I can't let her see me get up. It's embarrassing. I got to wait till she goes to the bathroom to get up. Either that or I make it into a story. I'm like, yeah, you know, I went to see my great aunt the other day. Boy, is she in bad shape. She gets up like this, and then I get up. And... Uh, <laughs> And you're like, oh my God, what is she, like 90? Yeah, she's getting up there, yeah. And uh, you should see how she gets out of a cab. I'll show you later. That's really something else. And, uh, and then I'll show you how she has sex. That's, that's a lot of fun, you know? It just kind of lies there on the bottom, doesn't move. But I'll... I'll show, I'm still... You know, I, I, at my age, you'd think that I would know if a woman liked me or not. I, I still go out with a woman, and sometimes I don't know, oh, is this like a date, or is she just thinking of me as a friend? And uh, I guess a good rule of thumb is if, uh, if she's trying to be sexy and turn you on, then it's a date. Like, I was at dinner with a woman recently, and she's looking at the menu. She's like, oh, they got pasta. That makes me fart. And uh, so I said to myself, well, she's talking about farting. She's not trying to turn me on. Maybe this is it. But then I knew it wasn't a date when she actually ordered the pasta. That's how I... Uh, that... Oh, thank you, Dave. I got the light recently. Yeah, okay. Um, anyhow, grease is the word, Dave. Yes, it was. It, and uh, Sandy, like, she wouldn't happen today with Sandy. And, like, remember how su Sandy was surprised when Dan... I don't know if this... You talk about it, but Sandy... Yes, we talked about it. Oh, is that a spoiler? Well, what? I don't know if it's a spoiler from a 40-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, but maybe you do... Because so, I was thinking, like, in the age of Facebook, she would have just gone on... Oh, Danny would say, like, goes to Rydell. Well, that is our gag, yes. Oh, is that the gag? Yeah. That's why, that's why I was asking if you talk about it. Well, just assume we do. They didn't have Facebook back in the... It's, it's back-to-school time now. Have you seen everybody posting their back-to-school pics on Facebook? A friend of mine posted a picture of his daughter, and it said, uh, it said uh, uh, she's, uh, it's the first day uh, of senior year for my little girl. And it took everything in me not to post, well, I'm sure she's excited to see all her friends from the football team when uh, she heads back there. They, they didn't have Facebook. Facebook has ruined the high school reunion. You know, these Rydell guys, and they, now would be there like, that was in the 50s, so they'd be at their 60th reunion by now or whatever. Reunions used to be fun because you'd see people, 
you hadn't seen in years. I went to mine, I see everybody on Facebook. I'm like, what the hell am I even doing here? <laughs> I'm going up to people like, oh my God, Lisa Gaffer, you, you haven't changed a bit since that new profile pic you posted last night. So, <laughs> so what's going on? Are you still feeling blessed? Is that still going on? Are you feeling, uh, feeling blessed on Facebook? I have to run, enjoy Greece, everybody. It's gonna be great. Back to Dave Juskow. Dan Natterman, everybody. Danny Natterman, yes. All right, thank you, Dan. Thanks for warming everybody up. Now we're gonna get down to business. Let me just explain a couple things. Uh, I'll be wearing this uh, jacket over there. It's, uh, it's not really leather. It's, it's, uh, it's actually Donald Trump um, did uh, something with the, the, uh, the guy from wrestling and they formed an NFL-like team. I, what was it called? J Jim Brown, do you know the name of the... The USFS, something, I don't know. Anyway, I think that was one of the teams called the Orlando Rage. That's, I don't know how I got the jacket. I don't know where it comes from. I'm just saying when you're looking like, what is that logo? You're going to be like, what is that logo? It's the Orlando Rage. So I don't know. That's, that's what Danny Zuko is going to wear in this performance, which I'm playing. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, yeah, so we, will, we are carrying scripts. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing Grease. I, I, I cut, cut out as much of the fat as I could and you know want to leave in the good stuff and um we've we've only rehearsed it half once maybe <laughs> so uh maybe you know but it's a, it's a forgiving crowd so we're like so i don't know it is what it is and it but it's, it's fun and then the music is good so there's really no way to lose i get well there is i know let's just not go there um Let's see, right, another spoiler alert. So I'm going to be, let's see, I'm playing Danny Zuko, Vince Fontaine, Mrs. Murdoch, Mr. Lynch, and John Rizzo. <laughs> All to be explained later. Uh, so let me introduce uh, everybody on the show. I don't think there's anything else I need to say except to start the show. Uh, you know, we have our band over here, which is uh, Noam Dorman and Colin Smith. They're, you know, you know you take your time, brothers. That's Colin in the uh, Charlie Brown-like shirt, and that's Noam in, in the lovely sweater. And they're terrific. They're amazing. And they make it sound like there's much more than two people. Um, our narrator from the HBO series Divorce, please say hello to Rick Crone. Good evening, everybody. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you so very much. Yeah, just move it aside. Uh, playing the role of Sandy from Funny or Die, please welcome Bethel Karam. She's over there. She's preparing. Playing Frenchie and Sonny. And crater face because we only have a couple of mic stands, so we had to uh, switch. Everybody will be moving around. Is uh, the great from the late show with Stephen Colbert? He's amazing. Matteo Lane, Yay! everybody's favorite, <laughs> playing all the parts, uh, playing the role of everybody's favorite duty <laughs> from the FX series Louis. Please welcome Lenny Marcus. Yes. Playing the role of Kanicki from The Tonight Show and Comedy Underground, the very handsome Russ Maneve, everybody, ladies. <laughs> still handsome. <laughs> what? Yeah, still, still handsome. Still very handsome. Very old, very handsome. Marty, playing Marty. Oh, I cut out, by the way, I cut out Jan and Putsy because they're just useless and we don't have time for their nonsense. I only wish that the actors that played them in the movie were here today so they would be like, what? Um, <laughs> playing Marty, Nurse Wilkins, Vi the Waitress and Chacha de Gregorio is Rachel Feinstein. Is she? Oh, she's not even here. Well, I assume she'll show up sooner or later. I think she's performing next door. But everybody loves Rachel. You assume she'll make it on time, right? 
If she doesn't, I'll do her lines. Yeah, that's right, Frank. Rick gets it. <laughs> and then, of course, playing Principal McGee and, of course, Rizzo from the Showtime series I'm Dying Up Here in the Kill Me Now podcast. It's Judy Gold, everybody! Yes! So that is our cast, and, uh, you know, we're either with or without Rachel, but we're going to do it anyway. So um, There she is. Oh, Here she wonderful. Is. Anyway, uh, yeah. please enjoy, everybody. This is Grease. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Roadhouse. No, I mean Grease. It is a beautiful end of summer eve. And yes, I said summer's eve because it foreshadows when Danny becomes a douchebag later in the film. <laughs> Thank you. Great way to start. Okay, two handsome teenagers in love. Well, in this case, one pretty girl and an old man. Ending what has become a summer romance to remember. Meet Sandy Olson and Danny Zuko. Two star-crossed lovers that are about to embark on an adventure neither of them planned on. We meet up with our heroes as they are saying goodbye on a sunset beach. I'm going back to Australia. I may never see you again. You from Australia? Oh, don't talk that way, Sandy. But it's true. I've had the best summer of my life, and now I have to go away. It isn't fair. Danny moves to kiss Sandy. Danny. Don't spoil it. It's not spoiling it, Sandy. It's only making it better. <laughs> like if we have sex right now, making it better. Oh, Danny, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hilarious. You know what's not hilarious? Blue balls. Danny, is this the end? Of course not. It's only the beginning. This is the main brain, Vince Fontaine, beginning your day with the only way. Music, music, music. Get out of bed. It's the first day of school. Don't be a slob. Don't get a job. Go back to class. You can pass. And to start the day off nice and fine, we're going to play an old new favorite of mine. I saw my problems and I'm seeing light. We got a loving thing. We got to feed it right. There ain't no danger. We can go too far. We stop believing now. We can be who we are. Grease is the word. Think that love is just a growing pain. Why don't they understand? It's just a crying shame. Well, it's a lying, lonely, real is real. We start to find right now. We got to be while we feel. Grease is the word. Once again, it's the first day of school at good old Rydell High. We open on three of the five members of a rough and ready gang that you don't want to mess with named the T-Birds. Meet Sonny, Putsy, and Duty. Yes, the guy's name is Duty. In the Broadway play, original script written in 1972, the characters' names were Sonny, 
Roger and Duty. Now, why you would change Roger to the name Putsy is a mystery in itself. But not changing the name Duty, well, we just don't get it. Actor Barry Pearl, who played Duty in the movie, never worked again. Because how do you go around to audition saying, well, I play Duty? And the producers were like, in the Emoji movie? And he's like, no. In this production, we're not giving Putsy and Jan any lines because we don't have enough microphones. And ironically, I don't think there's one person sitting in this audience who really cares. Let's see what... Let's see what these three buffoons are up to as Duty, <laughs> his name, Duty, um, grabs Sonny's lunch and plays Keep Away. Hey! Give me that, give me that! Uh, you're not supposed to eat this, you're supposed to bury it. <laughs> hey, that's a homemade lunch! Oh, your old lady drag her carcass out of bed for you? Come on, Duty, she does it every year on the first day of school. Big deal, big deal! As these three idiots are walking to the front school doors, they run into their super cool gang member and second-in-command, Kanicki. Now, Kanicki, you can see in a, quote, rebel without a cause-like gang... <laughs> But now, these other idiots got initiated. We'll just never know. But how these other idiots got initiated, we'll just never know. Kanicki! Over here, Kanicki! Hey. Where were you all summer, huh? Hey, what are you, my mother? I was just asking. I was working, which is more than any of you skids could say. Working? That's right. I was logging boxes at Bargain City, moron. Nice job! Hey, eat me. I'm saving up to get me some wheels. Yeah? You want to hear what I did? No. <laughs> Good answer, Kanicki. <laughs> and here it is, one of the classic movie entrances of all time, on par with Rodney Dangerfield in Caddyshack. A crowd disappears as we zoom in to see tall, handsome, slick-backed hair, cigarette-toting, teed-bird-jacket-wearing man about town talking up two girls. Hey, it is Danny! Hey, Danny! <laughs> Why, it's Danny Zuko from the beach. What a hunk. <laughs> a hunk of what we're not saying. But just play along in this production. Shut up. <laughs> and for some reason, the most gorgeous man in school is thrilled to see Sonny, Putsy, and Duty. Danny punches Sonny in the balls. Kinnicky is excited, too, but he's at least cool about it. Then he gets right down to business. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's good to see you. Hey, cut the chit-chat. You see any uh, new broads over there? Nah, just the same old chicks everybody's made it with. <laughs> <laughs> Danny! <laughs> All right, Relax. Hey, so what'd you do all summer, Danny, huh? Hey, Danny, why don't you call me this summer? You said we were going to call me. You never call me. Danny, why didn't you call me? <laughs> all right, first of all, you're doing Saturday Night Fever lines. <laughs> Second, I was, I was hanging around down the beach, dig? I mean, it's tough with all those chicks hanging around you. Yeah, well, the only thing that hangs around you, Sonny, are the flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, duty, huh? All right, shut up. Hey, how was the action at the beach? Oh, it was flipping. Ooh, crazy, huh? I did, um, I did meet this one chick. You know, she was uh, sort of cool, you know? You just mean she puts out? Oh, come on, son. Is that all you ever think about? <laughs> Friggin' A, I love girls. 
The bell rings as the T-Birds go inside. Interestingly, in the play, they are referred to as the Burger Palace Boys. But they hang out for everyone. But the hangout for everyone in this movie is now referred to as the Frosty Palace. I would have given anything for them to be known as the Frosty Palace Boys instead. Now, that makes so much more sense now, doesn't it? Now, anywho, we pan back to see our friend Sandy Olson from the beach this summer uh, on the grounds of uh, Rydell High. How could that be? I mean, she made it very clear she was going back to Australia. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I, I'm assuming the first thing she did when she found out she was staying in town was to call Danny. So let's see what happens as Sandy is walking with her red-haired friend, Frenchie. Do I look okay, Frenchie? Sure, you look good. <laughs> I'm really nervous, you know? You look terrific. So this is Rydell. Yeah, you'll love it. I met a boy over the summer that goes to Rydell. I really dig him, but I guess since there's no social media and I guess no phones, because obviously this must take place in the 1850s, <laughs> I'll just see if I end up running into him. I loved the last school I was at. I wish I was there right now. Still, I'm no stranger to heartache. What the fuck are you babbling about? <laughs> Enter the pink ladies, Rizzo, Marty, and Jan in their pink car. We're not sure why Frenchie didn't get a ride to school. Maybe she didn't want to be seen arriving with her mother. Oh, wait, Rizzo's not her mother. Well, you could have fooled me. Oh, God. Well, here we are again. <laughs> yeah, but this time we're like senior citizens. Yeah! And we're going to rule the school. Wait, what did you say? I said was seniors. Oh, all right. I thought you said yeah. something else. <laughs> all right. Okay, yeah. girls. Come on. Let's get them. We cut to inside the school where some of the teachers are checking their student rosters. Oh, God. I've got Kaniki again. He's been here longer than I have. Now, some of you older folks will notice in this scene, Dave Juskow is playing Mrs. Murdoch the auto shop teacher, as the legendary Paul Lynn. <laughs> That's because it was actually actress Alice Ghostly who invented the Paul Lynn cadence. Paul Lynn stole it from her, and they both ended up as aunts and uncles in the TV show Bewitched. Now that's some useless trivia. <laughs> Take that, millennials who could care less. <laughs> Well, it's the first day of school, and already my castor oil is missing. Why, fuck me. No one cares, Nurse Wilkins, because you are never to be seen again in this motion picture. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Miss... So go fuck yourself with the castor oil. That's what I was going to say. Stop ad-libbing, Rick. Mrs. Murdoch moves up to the reception area where our heroine, Sandy, is standing, waiting to get her first day scheduled. How many days until Christmas vacation? 86. 86! I'm counting. Yes, I'm sure you'll have lots of trouble here at a new school looking like you do, princess. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
morning, boys and girls, and welcome to what we're sure will be our greatest year at Rydell. Saturday night will be our first pep rally and bonfire, and I want to see all of you students out there with plenty of support for Coach Calhoun and the Rydell Rangers. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. <laughs> oh, my stars. I hope no one's recording this for their podcast. <laughs> and now for the really good news and probably one of the most exciting things ever to happen at Rydell High. The National Bandstand Television Show has selected Rydell as a representative of American High School and will do a live broadcast from our very own gym. All right, shut up. It's our chance to show the entire nation what fine, bright, clean-cut, wholesome students we have here at Rydell. As Principal McGee is talking, the mischievous Kanicki is putting a frog into head cheerleader Patty Simcox's pocketbook. Patty screams when she finds the frog, while Kanicki and Danny are so pleased with their prank, they play it on the defenseless girl, that they're slapping each other's hands and laughing. Again, worst gang ever. We should shift. We then shift over to the girls eating their lunch outside. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. What the fuck? It's your line. <laughs> fucking asshole. Sorry. You know I've always been kind of slow. Like, uh, anywho. Hey, did you guys get a look at Zuko this morning? What's that just for men hair color he's looking? Looking pretty good this year, huh, Riz? Yeah, well, that's ancient history, bitch. <laughs> well, history sometimes repeats itself, you whore. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hi, Frenchie. Hey, this is Sandy Olsen, and uh, that's Jan and Morty, and this is Rizzo. She just moved here from Sydney, Australia. Mm. Hey. How are things down under? I'd like to see that. Well, you know what they say. Why wasn't Jesus born in Australia? He couldn't find three wise men or a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Sandy, you're hilarious. And that's all it would have taken for this movie to have gone in a completely different direction. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, Sandy answered with this answer instead. Oh, fine, thanks. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Baldy, are those new glasses? Oh, yeah, they just got them from school. Don't you think they make me look smart-like? Nah, you can still see your face. Oh, my. <laughs> that was a fucking joke, assholes. <laughs> How do you like school so far, Sandy? It's different. May I also say that Jen's table manners are atrocious? <laughs> and just to be clear, she's one of the popular girls. Is that right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and what'd you guys do? Did you, did you stay back a few grades? Like decades? Frenchie whispers to the girls. Hey, you guys. How do you like Sandy, huh? Do you think we could let her in the pink ladies? She looks too pure to be pink. Are you sure? Because she might kind of lighten up the image from like a little skanky to doable. Damn it, Frenchie. The pink ladies don't just take anyone off the street. And we certainly don't take anyone who looks like they're under 40. (laughs) Idiot. 
Let's cut back to the boys who are now eating lunch on the opposite side of the school on the football field bleachers while watching the jocks practice. Hey, you guys see that new chicken registration? She sure beats the foam domes around here. You mean the jugs were bigger than the nets? Nobody's jugs are bigger than the nets. Right, and just to be clear, who is the net again? She was a mouseketeer with the big jugs. A horrible actress, but became popular through her enormous tatas. Kanicki, please don't be sexist. But he's right. Look it up. <laughs> anyway, we find Putsy lying down on one of the bleachers looking up the two girls' skirts. When the two girls see Putsy, they get up and run away in fear. Then they go to the principal and report Putsy, where, whereby the principal says to them, Come on, guy. The guy's name is Putsy. What do you expect from him? And the girls are like, Yeah, I guess. Hey, I want to hear about what Danny did at the beach. Yeah! Yeah! It's nothing. Oh, come on. Sure, nothing, Zuko. Right. Come on, Danny. You got in the drawers, right? Oh, yeah, I definitely got in those drawers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. Tell us about that girl. What did you do this summer, Sandy? You didn't get fingered or nothing, did you? <laughs> Just curious. I spent most of it at the beach. I met a boy there. <laughs> Haul your cookies all the way to the beach for some guy? Ew. Well, he was special. Uh, there ain't no such thing. Gosh, you're an upbeat lady. He was really romantic. Come on, man. Oh, come on. You guys don't want to hear all the horny details. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right, all right. I'll tell you. <laughs> Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving happened so fast. I met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as can be. Summer days are drifting away, but I'd open summer nights. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, oh. Tell me more, tell me more. Did you get very far? Tell me more, tell me more. She swam by me, gave me a cramp. He went by me, got my suit down. I saved a life, she nearly drowned. He showed up, splashing around. Summer sun, something's begun. What a over summer night. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, oh. Good, you 
turn colder. That's where it ends. So I told her we'd still be friends. because he told me he's with the CIA. That's how he got in my pants. God, I miss him. But I guess that's that, and I'm not going to see him anymore, unless one of you guys has a phone book or something I can look him up with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up! <laughs> well, you know what? I think he sounds peachy keen. And, well, you know, maybe if you believe in miracles, Prince Charming will show up again someday... Somewhere unexpected. Uh, that's quite a 360, Rizzo. Uh, do, do, what, wait, do you guys know him? I mean, is that what this is? I, I'm not an idiot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Come yeah. on, girls, let's go. <laughs> Gee, do you really think so, Frenchie? Do you really think he might show up again someday? Sure. Yeah? Uh, Sandy, I think we ought to get to class. No, we got time. Why are you girls so positive now? I'd like to go into that. You were all giving me the third degree before. Well, like I said, Sandy, we should probably go to class. Okay, <laughs> Frenchie. But just to be clear, even though we don't know each other very well, you've been a really good friend to me so far. And, uh. and if I find out you've been playing me, well, let's just say I'll show you how we take care of things down under. I'm talking Crocodile Dundee style. Uh, oh, Sandy, you're a hoot. We cut to later that season, we suppose. Sandy, now a full-on cheerleader, is at the pep rally for the big game against the visitors tomorrow. How she has not run into Danny in the parking lot, in the school corridors, or anywhere else at this point is quite a miracle. Anywho... Uh as she is seated on the opposite side of the football team, she catches the eye of football jock Tom Chisholm. Chisholm, which, yes, rhymes with jism. 
and is kind of up there with duty as far as horrid high school names go. Give Sandy a silent kind of gay-like hi. And Sandy gives him a silent mouthing the word hi back. Then for some reason, he continues the conversation and mouths, do you like anal? And she's like, what? But we find out later, he was just asking her if she likes bagels. Oh, well. Now, we cut to the T-Birds. For some reason, they are hanging around the pep rally in their car. The three idiots are dancing around, mimicking the cheerleaders, and then do an entire Three Stooges routine that they must have practiced. When finally Danny, who's looking ridiculously cool, smoking a cigarette, leaning on the car, says... Hey, guys, try to be cool. Just then, Kanicki pulls up in some sort of car. Eh? What do you think? What a hunk of junk. Wait till I give it a paint job and soup up the engine. Man, she's going to run like a chap. I'm racing her at Thunder Road. Thunder Road? What are you, an asshole? Yeah? You want to make something of it? Uh-huh. I want to see, see, make something of that heap. You're cruising for a bruising. Hey, what do you want from me? I'm duty. Sometimes shit just comes out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Fat like Sonny it. notices the Scorpions, the <laughs> rival gang to the T-Birds, who look like they're about in their 40s or 50s. <laughs> I've just pulled up in their awesome car looking for trouble. Looks like the T-Birds are going to have to get tough. Hey, what are the Scorpions doing here? This ain't their turf. Hey, you think they want to rumble? Yeah, we'll say do. We'll be ready for them. We will? All right. I mean, let's get them. <laughs> Gee, I hope it doesn't come to that. The Scorpions are definitely looking for trouble. Their leader, Craterface, gives a fungu salute to the T-Birds and takes off. We cut back to Sandy leaving the pap rally where the pink ladies are putting their scheme to, to teach Sandy about what a douche Danny really is into play. Hey, you know something? You were really great out there. No, I messed up. I was so nervous. Oh, no, your split was Davoon. Hey, Sandy. Oh, hi, Riz. Hi, girls. Yeah, we got a surprise for you. Uh, surprise? What, what is it? You'll see. She'll see. Right? That dumb twat will see. Right, Riz? <laughs> hey, Marty! Shut the fuck up! You fucking ruined everything! Shut your fucking mouth, you twat! Why are the pink ladies tougher than the T-Birds? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Huh. Sandy, <laughs> yes, Riz. do you remember when you told me to tell you when you were being rude and insensitive? <clears throat> we're doing it right now. Yeah, I, I don't really trust you girls, so I'd rather not see your surprise if you don't mind. Oh, come on, Sandy. Let me comb your hair down just a little bit there. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, where are we going? Uh, you want a little lipstick? We cut back to the boys. You know, if we fix up this car, it could be make-out city, you know that? <laughs> right, a chick's gonna have to put out before she even gets in. God, I love chicks! You better believe it, man. <laughs> make-out city, yes! Shut up, duty! Yeah, shut up, yeah, duty. Shut up, duty. The pink ladies, blocking Sandy, approach the boys. Hey, Zuko! I got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Sandy gets thrown. Yeah, that's my line, narrator, asshole. 
Yeah! Are you mm. done? Yeah, I just finished. <laughs> then, after some great acting... Because I'm in Scientology! <laughs> Sandy gets thrown into Danny. Sandy? Danny? What, what, what are you doing here? I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plan. Well, I told you a dozen times I went to Rydell High. Oh, I thought you said Rydell High. I can't believe it. It's like I was just totally thinking, oh, my God, I miss her so much. And I was like, I should just go to Australia and just get a job there and hopefully run into her one day. Because, like, sometimes I was, like, kind of meant to, like... Danny looks around. Kaniki and Duty are giving Danny looks as if Sandy... <laughs> is a black girl and they're living in Alabama. <laughs> the last thing Danny wants to do is to look uncool in front of a guy named Duty. So, Danny goes into his act, just as Rizzo knew he would. Well, I mean, that's cool, baby. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. And whatnot, Danny? Yes, my name don't wear it out. What is the matter? You. What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? What happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. <laughs> I mean, may maybe there's two of us, right? Well, I suppose that could be an option. Well, why don't you take out a missing person's ad to try the yellow pages? I don't know. Danny? <laughs> Obviously, if I had known about the yellow or the white pages, I would have used them to look you up in the first place. Well, how come you didn't? I must have mentioned I went here like 30 times over the summer. Oh, well, excuse me. Sorry, I didn't remember when your cock was in my mouth like 30 times over the summer. Whoa! Whoa, where the hell is that coming from? Oh, I'm sorry. That, that must have been somebody else's. <laughs> is what I wish I would have said when I go home tonight and I think about this whole situation. <laughs> Danny, this girl is so hot. You fooled around with her? No, no way, man. No, I mean, I mean, I mean come on, dude. You know how it is. It's cool. But Danny, she's prettier than all the pink ladies. Hey, Sonny, we have a code that we only date the pink ladies. Hey, I got to speak to somebody about that code. You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I'd never laid eyes on you. Sandy throws down her pom-poms and storms off. Danny stares at Rizzo, who is all smiles. Whoa! <laughs> Danny starts to cry. Whoa, the fuck is this? Are you crying? No! <laughs> he was so nice to me this summer. Listen, Sandy, men are rats. Listen to me, they're just fleas on rats. Worse than that, they're amoebas on fleas on rats. I mean, they're just too low even for dogs to bite. The only man I know that the man is our daddy. I think the dogs are gathering in the back. Are you sure? Because internet porn would tell us otherwise these days, you know? Well, you know what you need? Well, what? <laughs> a night out with the girls. We're having a sleepover in my house tonight. You want to come? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it seems like you girls knew about Danny Zuko this whole time and set it up. I'm not sure I'd wanna, why I'd want to hang out with you. Plus, how old is Rizzo? I mean, shouldn't she have her own apartment? <laughs> you love it. Come on. We cut to Frenchie's bedroom, where the girls are all dressed up for a slumber party, which, for personal reasons, is possibly the unsexiest slumber party of all time <laughs> in motion picture history. Hey, 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 hey! 
Hand me a ciggy butt. Oh yeah, me too. Give me one of them shits too. Hey, do you want one, Snappy? No, I don't smoke cigarettes. You don't? Nope. Only weed and hash oil. <laughs> you guys have any of that? Come on, go ahead, try it. It's not gonna kill you. <laughs> <coughs> ah, I forgot to tell you, you shouldn't <coughs> inhale unless you're used to it, you know, like you've done it before. <sighs> I really don't know why I'm here. I mean, you're a major asshole, Rizzo. Could you be any more jealous? Hey, Sandy, let me teach you how to French and heal. It's really cool. Watch. <laughs> my God, that is one of the most confusingly heinous things I've ever seen in my life. No, the guys are really in for it. And also, that's how I got my name, Frenchie. Yeah, sure it is. Wait, if you got your nickname from French kissing a lot of boys, then how the hell did Duty get his name? <laughs> you do not want to know that shit-based story. How does that kid show his face in school? Okay, all right, all right! How about a little sneaky peek to get the party going, huh? Hey, Sandy, want some? Uh, that's okay. Oh, I bet you never had a drink either, right? Oh, yes, I did. Uh, I had some champagne at my cousin's wedding once. Huh. Plus, I'm more of a tequila girl. Oh! Ring-a-ding-ding! <laughs> What's wrong? We don't got AIDS or cooties or nothing. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> French kissing a guy named Duty, and we don't even know the backstory on that. And Rizzo, I mean, you're, you're just disgusting. Fuck you. I mean, I'm pretty sure you actually have AIDS cooties. <laughs> Okay, if you excuse me, I'm going to go throw up. You make me sick. Oh, okay. Miss Goody Two-Shoes makes me want to barf. Look at me. I'm Sandra D. Lousy with virginity. Won't go to bed till I'm legally wet. I can't. I'm Sandra D. Watch it. Hey. I'm Doris Day. I was not brought up that way. Won't come across even Rock Hudson Lost. It's time to Doris Day. I don't drink. No. I swear. Ooh. I don't rat my hair. Yeah. I get ill from one cigarette. <laughs> Keep your filthy paws off my silky drawers. Would you pull that crap with a net, huh? As for you, Troy Donahue, I know what you want to do. You've got your crust, I'm no object of lust. I'm just plain Sandra D. Elvis, Elvis, let me be. Keep that pelvis far from me. Just keep your cool, now you're starting to drool. Hey, Fungool! I'm Sandra D! Yeah, fuck you, motherfuckers! Bravo! You making fun of me, Riz? Fuck off, Sandy. The guys are all in Nikki's car in front of Frenchie's house, fully aware that a slumber party is going on. You goody-goodies are too much for me. I'm gonna go get 
my kicks while I'm still young enough to get them. <laughs> oh, good. Only somebody really old would say something like that. This is really awkward, Riz. Rizzo goes out the window. What's that filthy whore gonna do now? Shimmy down the drain pipe or some shit? Hey, look, there's Rizzo. What, you doing that without a net? Swell bunch you are, helping a lady, huh? Lady? I don't see a lady. Shut up. She could be a lady with some makeup and a boob job. Shut up. <laughs> What's up, Kinnick? One guess. Yeah, you got a lot to offer a girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Gosh, you know what? We're sexy together. This chemistry is ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, what say Zuck? Oh. Uh, I'm going to take the high road and say you're looking good, Riz. Eat your heart out. Oh, you know what? So much for the high road. So now I give you my sloppy seconds ain't my style. Danny clearly won the roast battle of wits between them and Rizzo, <laughs> and she is obviously shaken up. So Danny starts to leave. Well, where are you going? What? To flock your log? Flog your log? <laughs> to jerk off? Can, can you just stop saying such gross things? <laughs> your mother's here, idiot. <laughs> I don't know what I ever saw in Danny Zuko. Oh, come on. He's like ridiculously hot for an aggressively gay guy. <laughs> right. Right. Don't, don't sweat it, honey. Have one of mine, because I'm a godless whore. You're right, there's so many of them. I know. I don't know how to count all them shits. <laughs> Whatever. How do you keep up with all of them? I'm a terrific pen pal, hopelessly devoted to each and every one of those morons. And that's code for you blowing all of them, right? What? No, I just give them handies. Well, that's what the audience assumes when you put it like that. <laughs> Guess my is not the first heartbroken. My eyes are not the first to cry. I'm not the first to know there's just no getting over you. You know I'm just a fool who's willing to sit around wait for you but baby can't you see there's nothing else for me to do I'm hopelessly devoted to you Cut to Kanicki and Rizzo making out in the grease lightning, getting ready to do the nasty. Ah. 
Now, actor Jeff Conaway had his work cut off for him in this scene and would later die of a drug overdose, <laughs> possibly because of it. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Riz. Oh. Riz, Riz. Oh, oh Riz. Oh. Oh. Wait, c- could you call me by my first name? What? Oh. Wait, Riz, it wasn't your first name? Oh. Oh. oh, what the hell is it? Betty! <laughs> Betty! Oh, oh, Betty? oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Betty? Oh. That's hilarious. Oh. Oh. I can't stop thinking about how hot Sandy is, am I right? What? I mean, uh, ooh, oh. Betty. Oh. Betty. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Hey, uh, oh, you got something? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, you kidding? It's in my pants. Uh, no, you idiot. I mean protection. Yeah, I got, a, I got a pocket knife in a glove compartment. Don't worry about it. I'm talking about a condom, you moron. Yeah, my 25-cent insurance policy. <sighs> Big spender. Let me just take it out of my wallet here. Oh, okay? yeah. And just so we're on the same page, uh, let me get my tape recorder out, because uh, you are consenting to this happening. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, I, I am consenting. Yes. Thanks, I appreciate uh, but, uh, that. Uh, uh, I, got little, I got into a little trouble over the summer, so I'm just making sure. Uh, oh. What? <laughs> uh, it broke. Well, how can it break? I bought it when I was in the seventh grade. Which uh. means either I've never used a condom before or never had sex before. This movie just makes no sense whatsoever. Ah, uh, well. I haven't had anything in there since 1980. So, let's just do it anyway, huh? Wow, now that is hot. Betty, you're all right. As the deed is about to uh, happen. Oh, oh. As the deed is about to happen, oh, Craterface oh, slams his car into Kanicki's. Oh, we thought Rizzo was old. How the hell old is this guy? <laughs> My God, worst casting of high school children ever. You parked in a no parking zone, creep. The whole place is a no parking zone, Crater Face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crater Face backs up into Kanicki's car again. Ow! Okay, you're going to pay for that. Yeah, well, I'll give you the 75 cents for the whole car, including your chick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to hand it to him. That was a pretty funny comeback. You didn't even stick up for me, asshole. What are you talking about? I called him Crater Face to his face. That was pretty dope. I got to write that down, though. 75 cents for the whole car, including your chick. That's fucking hilarious. All right, so let's let's make it, baby. What? Fuck you! We cut to the school's auto shop the next day. Greased lightning is in pretty bad condition as the boys survey the damage. Nah, man, we just gotta bang out that dent. That that's all there is to it. The problem isn't the dent. The problem's in this rubber band engine. The problem's with your mouth. The problem is, I'm not going near that car you had sex with Rizzo in. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Come on, guys, look. Now, this car could be a major piece of machinery. You know that? I mean, look at this. Wow, this car could be systematic, <laughs> hydromatic, automatic, 
Why could be Grease Lightning? We'll get some over here, lift us and fall backwise, oh yeah. Keep talking, whoa, keep talking. A fuel injection cut off, chrome blade rise, oh yeah. We'll get her ready, I'll kill her, get her ready. With the full speed on the floor, they'll be waiting at the door. You know they ain't no shit, they'll be getting lots of tin grease lightning. Go, 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 go. Grease lightning, you're burning off the quarter mile. Grease lightning, go, grease lightning. Sliding, you're closing out the heat lab try. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. Watch some cream, uh, uh, the chicks are cream. Grease lightning, go 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 go. Some purple French tail lights and 30 inch fins, oh yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. A Palomino dashboard and doom up for twins, oh yeah. Ooh, 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 With your piston plugs and shocks, I can get off my rocks. You know that I ain't bragging, she's a real pussy wagon. Grease lightning. Go, go, go. Sliding, you're burning up the quarter mile. Grease lining, go grease lining. Go grease lining, you're closing down the heat lab trial. go grease lining. What's supreme? Uh, uh, the chicks are cream. Grease lining, Danny takes some rubber. That goes for the audience. Sliding, you're burning up the quarter mile. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. Go grease lightning, you're coasting down the heat lab trial. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. You are supreme, uh -uh. the chicks are cream. Uh -uh. Go grease lightning. The next day, the Scorpions are driving around yelling and jeering at the T-Birds and causing lots of trouble around the Frosty Palace. I think they're pretty sure they can win a fight with duty. Hey, Zook, man, these Scorpions, they're asking for it. Hey, hey, Danny, what's up? You still thinking about that chick? Oh, wow, can I, that's, that's very nice of you to ask. Um, <laughs> you know, she's, she's so hot, I really feel if you got to know her, you would like totally... Um, Duty comes and interrupts the flow of the conversation. I mean, what are you, nuts? <laughs> I'm not thinking of, or all can, I'm, th I'm thinking of, I, I don't know, Frenchie. Hey, that's my girl. You know what, you guys, and who the fuck am I supposed to date? You don't see a problem here? There are five of us and only four pink ladies. <laughs> I hate all of you. The T-Birds saunter into the Frosty Palace. Danny, still rather distraught about Sandy, even though he won't let on, spies Sandy at a booth with Lorenzo Lamas, who Sandy is sharing an ice cream soda with. Danny secretly looks around again to catch a glimpse of her as Sandy secretly sees Danny as well. Unfortunately, Rizzo, as usual, breaks up the party. What an asshole. Someone snaking you, Danny? Oh, bite the Reeny Wiz. Oh. With bite relish. The <laughs> or sauerkraut. 
Oh my God, where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know about these chicks. Yeah, they're only good for one thing. Well, then what are you supposed to do with them for the other 23 hours and 45 minutes of the day? Whoa, 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 uncalled for. We're trying to have a nice night here. Sandy decides she's going to make a move. Want some new music? Yeah. I need some money. Oh, no problem. I'll give you this money because we're on a date and you're a really nice girl. So I can't imagine you would have an ulterior motive by asking me for money to go over to the jukebox and talk to another boy, right? (laughs) Hey, you're all right. Sandy. Sandy heads down the stairs to cat calls and wolf whistles, which may be the only thing that makes sense in this film. Danny spies Sandy going to the jukebox and decides to make his move. He sits at the bar looking at Sandy, who clearly knows he's there. Then... He gets up to finally talk to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Oh, hi. How are you? Fine, thanks. This is good. Um, Sandy, um, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time now. Mm-hmm. What about? It's, it's about that night at the bonfire. I mean, the way I acted, I was terrible. I mean, it really wasn't me. I mean, you got to know that. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was me, of course. You know, but it wasn't me. You see, Sandy, I got this image, right? You see, I, I don't want Duty to think I'm uncool, you know, and... It's just that, uh... Well, that's why I'm so glad that Tom's such a simple person, you know? Sandy gives Tom a wave when Tom clearly knows he's being scammed and that Sandy likes Dandy. Sandy is also kind of an asshole. Simple's right. Too bad his brains are in his biceps. Jealous, are you? Jealous? Come on, Sandy. Don't make me laugh. Ha. 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 Well, what have you done? Oh, come on. I can run circles around those jerks. I'll believe that when I see it. See what? Run circles around them. I don't don't understand. What are we talking about? (laughs) I'm saying I would appreciate it if you would join the track team. This movie is taking an odd turn. Um, (laughs) This is going to take a lot of time and effort, plus I have to shower in front of other men. I'm one of the few men who suffer from penis envy. Well, that's the way it is, and I'm going to continue to tease and use Tom Chisholm. Chisholm. Oh, uh, yeah, right, right, Chisholm. Until you do so, so there. We got to the most annoying part of the film. Danny trying out for many sports. First, he tries the rings, which was clearly only put in the film for this line. Yeah, I installed a set of rings just a couple weeks ago. Because, yeah, (laughs) who starts someone on the rings? And who takes a guy in a leather jacket and a cigarette in his mouth and says, I see you doing gymnastics. (laughs) Anyway, this coach, who apparently is the only coach for all sports in the entire school, has Danny try basketball, then wrestling, and baseball until the coach says the stupidest thing of all. Long-distance running. Great idea for someone who smokes two packs a day. Well, whatever the case may be, we cut to Danny running in a gray sweatsuit uh, like it's something out of The Sopranos. It's a beautiful hot day in Southern California. Everyone else is in shorts and T-shirts, and the coolest guy in school is in an ugly gray sweatsuit. Why? Anywho, Danny is running and sees Sandy with Lorenzo Lamas, and she is mussing his hair. They both see Danny running as he really picks up the pace because he knows they're watching and accidentally starts jumping hurdles. He jumps the first two, which is pretty impressive since he, he, it really doesn't look like Travolta doing it. And now even, even Lorenzo Lamas is impressed. 
Sandy is almost wetting herself with glee. Unfortunately, his luck runs out and he falls over on the third one. Sandy immediately comes to his rescue and Lorenzo Lamas is made the fool once again. Danny, are you all right? Danny, talk to me. The, the least you can do is talk to me after the way you treated me. The way I treat... Sandy, I told you I was sorry about that. Aha, uh-huh, got you talking. Oh, you slick son of a bitch. You sure you're okay? I'm fine. You still going out with that jock strap? Well... Was he taking you to the dance? Well, that all depends. On what? On you. On me? Yeah. He can stag it. Danny starts giving a mock wave to Lorenzo Lemus, and Sandy gives him the middle finger. Or at least she may as well have, since the way she's used Tom in this movie is actually worse than anything Rizzo or Danny did to her. (laughs) And then they run off, leaving Tom just to sit there and say, Well, that's a fine how-do-you-do. We cut to Danny and Sandy driving up to the Frosty Palace, nighttime. The place is hopping. Danny sees all of his friends inside and begins to panic. Sandy, come on, let's go somewhere else, huh? Why? Because we can't be alone here, that's why. Danny, because you're so hot, I'm going to pretend it never occurred to you that everyone you know would be hanging out at the only place you ever hang out. I mean, we could have gone to literally anywhere else to eat. I mean, Cantor's, Pink's Hot Dogs. What? Where? When? After Danny does his Vinnie Barbarino imitation, he accepts the challenge and pulls Sandy by the arm right through his friends to a table in the back. Meanwhile, his friends are like, what the fuck? You nearly pulled my arm out of its socket. Well, I didn't want to miss his table. It's the best table they got. Is that right? Danny begins to pull up a wall of menus. I just want to get a little privacy for us, all right? Don't you think that'll look even more suspicious to your friends? I have no idea what you're talking about. Vi, the waitress, comes over. Hi, kids. You know he's gay, right? (laughs) Anywho, what'll it be today? Um, I will have a uh, vodka tonic. What? What? Come on, Danny. I, I thought you were cool. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's just vodka gives me diarrhea is all. It's, I mean, I mean. Fine, I'll have a cherry soda. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess I won't drink either. Danny. Oh, I'm, I'm not very hungry. Just um, give me a double polar burger with everything, a cherry soda with chocolate ice cream, okay? Ooh, that sounds good. I'll have the same. Oh, my God, that does sound good. Who doesn't love a good polar burger? Unfortunately, Sandy and Danny's alone time is about to be interrupted as Rizzo, looking like she's somebody's mom, wearing her jacket over her shoulders, <laughs> carrying a cigarette and Kaniki walk over. I'm pretty sure the director gave her a strawberry shake to carry, so she might look younger, but nobody's buying it. <laughs> Kaniki pulls the menus away. Hey, how you doing, Zook? Huh? Nice. Ganicki immediately pulls another table up. Hi, Riz. How are you? Peachy keen, jelly bean. Hey, uh, you got a couple quarters? We can split an Eskimo pie. My Dutch treat days are over, loser. <laughs> you plan on staying home a lot? Jesus, Rizzo, why are you with this guy again? He's on a successful TV show called Taxi. Oh. <laughs> the rest of the gang comes over. Uh, hey, greeting, pals and gals. Hey, I got 23 cents. Anybody want to chip in for a dog's sled delight? 
as appetizing as that sounds. I don't know where all my money goes these days. A dime here, 15 cents there. I never could count. So wait a minute, get this straight. All you idiots pay for these bozos? I gotta rethink the Lorenzo Lamas thing. Yeah, well, in another couple of months, French will be able to take us all out, huh? A working girl with income. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, they don't pay you very much to start off with. Are, are you hiding something? No. Then why are you wearing that turban over your head? The waitress comes with Sandy and Danny's food. Damn, it looks so delicious. But the double polar burger with everything doesn't look like it has everything on it. It just looks like two patties on a bun. What a disappointment. Meanwhile, Rizzo is putting on more makeup and looking into her compact mirror. Oh, man, I got so many hickeys, people will think I'm a leper. <laughs> wow. Awesome thing to say out loud. I can see why Kaniki is so turned on by you. Hey, cheer up, huh? Hickey from Kaniki's like a Hallmark card. When you care enough to send the very best. Kaniki chomps on his burger like a dog. You're a pig. Oh, I love it when you talk dirty. You know, Danny, I'm kind of worried about this dance-off. Maybe they uh, dance differently than we do back home. Ah, don't worry about it. Maybe we'll invent the kangaroo pop, and okay. I can stick my finger in your ass. <laughs> hey, Rizzo. Rizzo. Fuck you! How many STDs do you have? Oh, come on, let's get out of here, Sandy. No, fuck her! I'm sick of it! Hey, Zook. See you later, okay? Bye, Frenchie. See you later, Sandy. Great. I get stuck with the check again. Give me money. Okay, what is it? Huh? What's with you tonight? You've got the personality of a wet mop. Don't start with me! Oh, sure, fine. How about I finish with you, huh? Finish this! To you from me, Pinky Lee. Rizzo throws her strawberry shake in Kiki's face with Frenchie taking some shrapnel. Sorry, French. Rizzo, hey Rizzo, come on, I'm talking to you. Go fuck yourself! <laughs> Kaniki runs out after Rizzo, who runs away as Vi, the waitress, comes over to clean up. Oh, you skanks sure are a real mess. <sighs> but I suppose there's just no use crying over a spilled milkshake. <laughs> oh, I'll be okay. You know, it's near closing time, don't you? So go ahead and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We just ordered. Do, 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 do you mind if I stay around a little longer? <laughs> no, you seem like you have your shit together. What's so funny? <laughs> Frenchie then takes off her turban and unveils that her hair is pink. Holy shit. What? Well, uh, I feel strange saying this since I'm usually such a friendly person, but your hair looks like Sharon Stone's badge. This wig's a lot tighter than that. <laughs> Listen, I had a little trouble in tent class. I'll tell you, Trump University sure wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Oh, nothing ever is. I dropped out. What do you think of waitressing? <laughs> That's a terrific idea. 
Yeah, especially waitressing here where no one has any money and never tips. <laughs> you thought blacks and Jews were bad at tipping. I didn't write this. Try teenagers. Everyone just got a little uncomfortable. Uh, maybe I could be a telephone operator. No one knows what that is anymore, but go ahead and try, you dumb slut. Does anyone ever tip you? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> you're a terrible person. You're racist. You're horrible. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> My, life is, <laughs> My life has been a real shitstorm. <laughs> and I like taking it out on others in a perky voice. Anywho. <laughs> Why are we reading things that aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the telephone thing. Sure, of course. I don't think I'd like to wear those little things on my ears. Um. <laughs> Last time, no one knows what you're talking about. I didn't understand the reference in 1979, and I still don't understand it now. I want Debbie. I want a guardian angel like Debbie Reynolds and Tammy. <laughs> That's the reference that I didn't understand, and I should have read this line a few moments ago. I'll be going now. Boy, rehearsal shows, doesn't it? I thought it was funny. It was. But now, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Guardian Angel looks like a burn victim. <laughs> Your story is sad to tell. <laughs> Our country's nearer do well. Most mixed up non-delinquent in the shell. Real disaster. Your future is so unclear now. What's left of your career now? But I think I'm actually talking about myself. Trump College dropout. I'm gonna drop out. No graduation day for you. Trump College dropout. Missed your midterms and flunked shampoo. Can you believe it? Well, at least you took the time to make the White House seem so cushy. But clearly all you want to do is grab them by the pussy. Trump College, Trump College dropout. dropout. 
hanging around the corner store. Trump College Dropouts. It's about time you knew the score. Well, Obama was so horrible as I watched from my Trump Tower. So I brought some girls to come over and give me a golden shower. <laughs> Baby, don't blow it. Baby, don't blow it. So many folks you're gonna meet. Baby, you know it. Even the Nazis can be sweet, good people. <laughs> now I've called the shot. I really gotta fly. I got to be going to that golf course in Dubai. Trump College dropout. Go back to high school. We cut back to Rydell High. Everyone is abuzz about the national bandstand taping live from Rydell High this night. Although it's not clear in the film, I guess Rizzo and Kanicki broke up after the strawberry shake incident, so they both have to find new dates to the dance. Kanicki and Rizzo lock eyes in the parking lot. They give each other a big stare, but ignore each other. Danny consoles Kanicki as Marty does for Rizzo. Hey, I'm still going to go to the dance? Man, I'm going to have the hottest date there. <laughs> right, right, but seriously, you don't have to pretend. No, I really do. And uh, let me tell you, it was not easy finding a girl hotter than Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Big, <laughs> biggest thing that ever happened in Rydell High, and we can't get any dick. Well, <laughs> what about Rudy from the Capri Lounge? Oh, get serious. All right, it's just a suggestion. Well, I already called him. Just then, just then, Craterface rides in on his hot rod. Relax. I think our luck is changing! <laughs> Do you know what you're doing? What we're doing! Come on! Rizzo was so disgusting, she's... <laughs> She stands in front of her car like a prostitute, trying to get Craterface to notice her. He whistles for her to get in his car. I guess she had forgotten that two weeks earlier, he had said, and I quote, I'll give you 75 cents for the whole car, including your chick. Hello? Remember that, Rizzo? Marty, do something. Worst female empowering movie ever. Okay, it is the night of the big dance and TV show. Rizzo and Marty come in on the arms of Craterface, who just looks, well, disgusting. We, we always thought Marty and Sonny were together, but we know Marty likes lots of men, and today she's obsessed with Vince Fontaine, the host of National Bandstand. N Danny and Sandy are the hottest couple in the entire school. No one pulls off black and pink like John Travolta. In fact... Just the nerve of wearing pink actually does make him the coolest guy in school. We cut to Kanicki dancing with none other than the great Cha-Cha de Gregorio. Apparently, Cha-Cha is Craterface's girlfriend, since Craterface gets really angry when he spies Kanicki with Cha-Cha. Hey, Zuko, I want you to meet Cha-Cha de Gregorio. How you doing, baby? I love you, papi. <laughs> All right, who is she? They call me Cha-Cha, because I'm the best dancer at St. Bernadette's and for other reasons. <laughs> With the worst reputation ever. You know it, Poppy. Let's go, Sandy. 
Who's that girl? She's just a girl. Just a girl I know. That's all. How do you know her? It's just old friend of the family. That's all. <laughs> yes, who was Chacha Di Gregorio? You see, Danny and Chacha, or Charlene, if you will, had known each other their whole lives. They used to perform shows together for their parents, dancing and singing routines to songs from the old country, which is why they fell into such a rhythm together at the dance. Ladies and gentlemen, Vince Fontaine. Thank you, friends, for friends, and odds and ends. Now for the guys and gals, a few words to the wise. You chips and sounds are my best pals. Look for your best within contest. Just be yourself and have a ball. That's what it's all about after all. So forget about the camera. Think about the beat. We'll give the folks at home a real big treat. Don't worry about where the camera is. Just keep on dancing. That's your biz. Hey, if I tap you on the shoulder, move to the side. Let the others finish the ride. And we're live in three, two, one. Everyone is dancing, having a great time. But it's just silly because John Travolta is the cooler... John Travolta... John... That guy... The coolest dancer like ever, and everyone pales in comparison. Anyway, Craterface, who really is just gross, and Rizzo get tapped out. And then Kanicki and Craterface start brawling, and Rizzo leaves in a huff for some reason. Danny and Sandy now have the floor, and Cha-Cha begins to move, to make her move, and thank goodness, because Olivia Newton-John just cannot keep up with the smooth moves of John Travolta. Sonny, who is completely hammered, grabs Sandy and starts dancing with her. Cha-Cha seizes her opportunity to make her move. She grabs Danny, but Danny is upset because he wants to dance with Sandy. However, everyone is chanting for him to dance, and we know how horrible Danny Zuko is when it comes to peer pressure from nerds telling him to do anything. So he dances. Now Sandy leaves in a huff. Although it is sad, Although, it is said that Cha-Cha is a great dancer. <sighs> Although it is said that Cha-Cha is a great dancer, when you watch the movie next time, you'll find that Cha-Cha, all she does is shake her skirt a lot as Travolta does all the dancing, and, and then they just win at the, the award at the end. You'll see it and be like, what the fuck? He's right. Also, we know Rizzo is old, but is Cha-Cha the same age as Principal Eve Arden? <laughs> Who casted this? Okay, now we cut to the drive-in. Later that week, month or year, it's, it's impossible to know. The girls drive up in their car. The boys in someone's, someone's car driven by Kanicki. Danny is with Sandy in either Grease Lightning or his own car, which has now become a convertible. I can't keep up. Well, come on, Sandy. I told you on the phone I was sorry. I know you did. Well, you do believe me, don't you? Well, yeah, but I still think that you and Cha-Cha went together. We did not go together, Sandy. We just went together, that's all. It's the same thing! No, no, the truth of the matter is, I took her virginity when we were growing up, and I, I didn't know at the time, so I've always felt guilty about it. What?! I, I mean, you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sandy, um, I was wondering, you know, would, would you wear my ring? Say yes. Yes, oh Danny. This this means so much to me because now I know I know you respect me. Ah fuck. <laughs> we cut to Mary and Rizzo in the ladies' room. It's Marty, not Mary. It asshole. says Mary here. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Good job, Dave. 
But let's just say Marty and Rizzo in the ladies' room. Call me whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> hey, Riz, so, like, what is it with you tonight? Well, I feel like a defective typewriter. Huh? I skipped a period. Oh, now I get the analogy. <laughs> Sometimes analogies take a while. So you think you're prego, eh? Well, I don't know. I'm 54. <laughs> Ashkenazi Jew, so... <laughs> that is a cocktail of confusing factors. <laughs> well, was it Konecki, perhaps? Nah, nah, you don't know the guy. Ew, I don't know the guy. You're so gross. I caught Vince Fontaine trying to put aspirin in my Coke at the dance. What? Hey, Marty, you ain't gonna tell nobody about this, right? Rizzo, I just told you I caught Vince Fontaine trying to roofie me at the dance. He, like, sprinkled rape in my drink. And you're like, oh, don't tell anybody. Whatever. Right, because you're being ridiculous. He's a beloved TV personality. <laughs> beloved TV personalities don't roofie and rape women. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> I'm lucky to learn so much about life from you. Because <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> sure. I guess you're right. I'll take it to the grave, this prego thing, okay? Rizzo and Marty make their way to the parking lot. Coming through, coming through. Lady with a baby, lady with a baby. Hey! What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Riz. She's with child. That's the last time, I promise. Oh, my God, I just had a miscarriage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. Uh, Marty, what's up? Riz is pregnant. What? Oh, shit! <laughs> the news spreads around the drive-in. Hey, Rizzo. I hear you're knocked up. Oh, my God. You people are just horrible. What do <laughs> you tell me about it? What's it to you? I thought I might be able to do something. You did enough. Hey, I don't run away from my mistakes. Hey, you know what? Don't worry about it, Konecki. It was somebody else's mistake. Well, I figure since you already have kids... No, I don't. You don't? Wait, you're not a mother of three working undercover as a reporter going back to high school to get a scoop on today's youth? What? <laughs> no! Well, look, you were bound to get pregnant sooner or later. Your character's a mess. Anyway, glad it's not mine, and uh, I guess good luck to you. Yeah, and good luck to you, too, sir. We cut back to Danny, who is trying to get Sag Sandy pregnant, but is having trouble making the move, which, of course, makes no sense since the opening of the film shows them making out heavily on the beach. Either way, now Danny's hand slowly tries to creep up on Sandy's booby. Danny? Uh, Sandy. Oh, Sandy. What are you doing? Get off. Say, don't worry about it. Nobody's watching. Uh, Danny, get off me. Sandy, what's the matter with you? I, th I thought I meant something to you. Sandy slams the car door on Danny's balls. Ooh. Which all the girls laughed at in the movie theater while the boys sat in silence. Meant something to you? You think I'm going to stay here with you in this, in this wagon? You can take this piece of tin. Sandy takes the ring off her finger and throws it at Danny's balls. Damn it, it's still sensitive. Sandy, you can't just walk out in the drive-in. Stranded at the drive-in. Branded a fool. 
What will they say Monday at school? Sandy, can't you see I'm in misery? We made a start, now we're apart. There's nothing left for me. Santa Madonna, you hurt me real bad. You know it's true, baby. You gotta believe me when I say I'm helpless without you. Love is flown all alone. I sit and wonder why, why you left me. Oh, Sandy. Oh, why you left me. Oh, Sandy. We cut to Rydell High daytime. Greased lightning is ready to roll. The T-Birds and Esmeralda from Bewitched, or Mrs. Murdoch, <laughs> as she's referred to here, are much more talented than any auto body shop in the history of auto body shops. So I want to talk to you. What's wrong? Look, those guys at Thunder Road, they don't fool around. They don't? Wait, you don't want me to punk out. I'm not saying punk out. I'm just, you know, it's, it's like cool, right? Hey, Danny. You know, we've been friends a long time, right? Yeah. Well, you remember the drive-in the other night when we went in the movie and there was, like, a duel and the guy's best friend went with him and, like, uh, he was his, you know, like his lieutenant, like a second, you know? What was the name of the movie again? Brokeback Mountain. Oh. <laughs> right. Anyway, I thought, and I'm sure this will never happen, but, you know, in case something were to happen to me that would be completely unexpected, that you could... Maybe be my second at Thunder Road. Tammy Kanicki said it once. I said it a hundred times. Sloppy seconds ain't my style. Oh, burn! Danny and Kanicki slap each other and then embrace. Of course, this sign of male affection is uncool, so they both take out their combs and work on their hair. <laughs> but still pretty gay. <laughs> Anywho. We cut to another section of Rydell High. Rizzo, deep in thought, when Sandy comes by. Well, hello, Riz. Are you going to Thunder Road? Not a chance. I've got to go. I've got to talk to Danny. Yeah, well, unless you got wheels and a motor, he won't know you're alive. Well, I was kind of hoping my tits would do the talking for me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Riz? Okay. Uh, listen, Rizzo, uh, we haven't been the best of friends. Yeah, and but... Now that's it. Gotta go. Good luck with that black baby. What the? Well, now who's the asshole, you Simcox? Patty bitch? Simcox runs by with some of her friends and points to Rizzo and laughs. A real nice Simcox. You think someone with the last syllable, Cox, would be a little bit more considerate, Cox? There are worse things I could do. Then go with a boy or two Even though the neighborhood Thinks I'm trashy and no good I suppose it could be 
there are worse things I can do. I could flirt with all the guys, smile at them and bat my eyes, press against them when we dance, make them think they stand a chance, they'd refuse to see it through. That's a thing I'd never do. I could stay home every night. Wait around for Mr. Right. Take cold showers every day and throw my life away on a dream that won't come true. I could hurt someone like me Out of spite or jealousy I don't steal and I don't lie But I'm feeling I can cry A fact I'll bet you never knew <laughs> But to cry in front of you That's the worst thing I could. <laughs> Do. Thunder Road Day. It's time for the big race. Kanicki against Craterface. Thunder Road, yes, the same road used in Terminator 2 and countless movies shot in Los Angeles. So you guys think you got a winner there? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, it takes more than a coat of paint to make it in Thunder Road. Oh, yeah? You guys ain't thinking about changing your minds, are you? <laughs> no way. Good, because we're racing for pinks. Good, because we got them. But uh, <clears throat> just to refresh everyone else's memories, what, what exactly is that? <laughs> pinks, you punk. Pink slips. Ownership papers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hold me back. What? Hold me back. Why, you little... <laughs> Marty finds a penny on the ground. See a penny. Pick it up. All the day, you'll have good luck. Here, Kanicki. I brought you a little something for good luck. Oh, gee, thanks. Oops. Ah, shit, I dropped it. I guess you fucked. <laughs> Butterfingers. Just then, a man enters. Kaniki Murdoch? Who's asking? I'm John Rizzo, Betty's father. <clears throat> I'm the managing partner at Abramowitz, Finkelstein, Israel, Jew, and Rizzo. It's come to our attention you've impregnated my daughter and are participating in an illegal race for what is referred to as pinks. I'm serving you with a cease and desist order to which effectively places an injunction on you to withdraw from this race. If you continue the race, you'll have to appear before a judge in the morning and show cause. Well, I don't want to get into trouble. You want me to drive for you? Yeah. Hey, the rules are, there ain't no rules. It's the second bridge and back. 
the one who makes it here wins first. Okay, okay. I let it go for a while. I know you're all saying, wait a minute. Of course, that's not the way it happened in the movie, but the movie's idea was, uh, what's the word? Horrible. When Marty drops the penny, Kaniki bends down, gets hit by the car door, and suffers a concussion. This way would have been much more thrilling. A possible paternity suit and a courtroom drama. Come on, right? You ain't gonna see me for dust, Zuko. Boy, that crater face is some kind of jerk-off. All ass, kid! Sandy has arrived now and is watching the drama unfold from afar. The two drivers rev up, and Cha-Cha takes off her kerchief and drops it to signify they're off! The two take off. The two take off quick. Both gangs run into higher ground to get a bird's eye view. Danny, in his white 1948 Ford Deluxe, is quickly in front. But here comes Craterface and his 1949 Mercury 9CM, nicknamed Hell's Chariot. Oh no, Hell's Chariot has razor-sharp hubcaps that are slicing through grease lightning. No fair, Mrs. Murdoch is livid. Why that little punk? I'm gonna put him over my knee and really let him have it. Hell's chariot is beating Grease Lightning. When we get to the second bridge and boot, cars break. It's a, when we get to the second bridge and both cars break, slide into a 360 and begin the home stretch, neck and neck, as Danny pulls a slight lead in front. I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Hell's chariot is picking up ground, so Danny decides to take a different approach and go up the slants which is risky because the cars could tip over. With one false move, Craterface strikes again and uses the hubcap razors to completely destroy one of Grease Lightning's. But lo and behold, Danny's plan worked. Craterface has to pull up so as not to fall into a gaping hole in the slants. Serves him right, the big bully. Does anyone have any weed? As they're riding along the slants, Danny runs over Sandy, who was sitting on them to watch the race. Well, let's just say that's what would and should have happened to start Grease 2. You see, and that would make sense, that her cousin would have to come over from Australia to identify the body. Now, that's, that's a motion picture. Grease 2 should shut up. Anyway, both cars head for the main road again as Danny does a huge jump over the ravine that totals his car. But of course, looks completely fine in the next shot. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you're rooting for, Craterface cannot make the jump, and Hell's Chariot stalls out, leaving Danny to win the race, and Craterface to do the classic, let me hit the steering wheel and in disgust bit. All the gang comes out to celebrate. Where can I get an anal popper this time of night? <laughs> Take that, Craterface. Hey, Kaniki, you're running down the, the hill, like, jumping up and down, screaming and yelling. Yeah, I'm happy. I thought you had a concussion. Uh, well, yeah, I did. I did, yeah. You know, Danny, is that you? Everything's blacking out. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yes, Kaniki turned out to be just a big, fat liar and a classic drama queen. As the jubilation continues, Frenchie notices Sandy sitting by herself off in the distance. Sandy, Danny won. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? Aren't you happy? No, not really, Frenchie. It's hot and I don't like sitting on pavement. 
However, I think I know of a way I could be. Could you take me to the airport? I think I'm gonna go back to Australia. You people are assholes. <laughs> what do you mean? I guess what I mean is, Frenchie, can you conform me into a big fat whore like you guys? We cut back to Rydell High, the final school day and the greatest graduation of all time with rides and shit. <laughs> like an entire carnival on the school grounds. <laughs> the Board of Ed must have made a killing on Danny winning the race at Thunder Row. <laughs> Here's Principal McGee's final school message. Attention seniors, before the merriment commencement commences, I hope that the, your years with us here at Rydell High have prepared you for the challenges you face. Who knows? Among you, there may be a future Kim Kardashian or Tan Mom. And among you young men, there might be an O.J. Simpson or a President Trump or even a Vice President Nixon. <laughs> that joke bombed, Dave. That one didn't need changing. Go figure. But you'll always have the glorious memories of Rydell High. The school year is over and the carnival is in full swing. Rizzo and Frenchie are on the Ferris wheel where Ferris wheel where Kaniki yells at them in front of the whole school. Rizzo, hey Rizzo, get off that thing in your condition. Ah, uh, forget it. It was a false, al false alarm. What? Yeah, I'm not pregnant. Aw, oh, hey, that's great. Yes, let's scream that out for the whole school. <laughs> Can you imagine being a 14-year-old freshman at that school and Betty Rizzo's is your lab partner? See, see, this is where they drop the ball in Greece, too. Who's not going to see that? As these two idiots continue canoodling, Danny Zuko walks through the carnival wearing a Letterman sweater. What the fuck? Zuko, you gotta be kidding me, man. Hey, hey, what is this, Halloween? Yeah, where'd you swipe that Letterman's jacket, huh? While you two were stealing hubcaps, I let it in bowling. <laughs> How you like that? I actually don't like it one bit. Jealous much? No. Angry, we were like the coolest guys in school, and no one told us our leader was racing in track meets. Yeah, we would have showed up to support you. Yeah. Oh, Really? Guys, I didn't think that... Well, um, well there, there it is, Danny. You didn't think. Real weak, Zuko. Real weak. Oh, oh, come on. You guys, you know you mean a lot to me. Sandy does, too. And I, I'm just going to do anything I can to get it back. That's all. Well, why would you dishonest with us at the beginning of the film and tell us how you felt? <laughs> I was trying to be cool. 
Danny, my name is Duty. Duty, you understand? I'm dating a girl named Frenchie with pink hair. Cool went out the window like years ago. Just then we hear wolf whistles. What's happening? What is everyone getting excited about? We shoot to the ground and see red shoes walking on gravel. As we pan up, we see someone wearing the tightest of tight leather pants. As we pan up further, we see a leather jacket, a cigarette, and hair, and hair that wasn't popular until the 1980s. Sandy! Tell me about it, stud. You, you look, you, you look. This is you, uh, duh, duh, you look, you look. <laughs> Sandy, what's gotten into you? Sandy had apparently had enough, and since clearly Frenchie couldn't have possibly come up with that outfit otherwise, why wouldn't the pink ladies wear it themselves? She just spent her time shopping and writing roast jokes. I'm not taking shit anymore, that's what. Yeah, I realized, look who I'm hanging out with. <laughs> a couple of class A idiots and assholes, and everyone making me feel like I'm the odd man out. So to speak, Grizz. Sorry about that. I mean, look at you jerks. I told Sonny to watch his drinking. Now he drinks in front of a mirror. Oi! <laughs> Kanicki's so fucking stupid he'd trip over a cordless phone. Hey! hey! Jam, what the hell? What the hell? You can't lose weight by talking about it. You actually have to keep your mouth shut. Woohoo! <laughs> Frenchie, 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 where the hell are you? There you are. Frenchie. You look like a fucking dildo. <laughs> if I shove batteries up your ass, will you vibrate? And Rizzo, Jesus, the last time I saw your face like yours, I threw a fish in it. Hey, hoo-ha! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's classic. I know. <laughs> Man, that is so hot. I got chills, they're multiplying, and I'm losing control, cause the power you're supplying, it's electrifying. Inside. You're the one that I want. You're the one that I want. Ooh, 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 honey, the one that I want. You are the one. 
see each other again. No, that'll never happen. Hey, how do you know? <laughs> what do you mean, how do I know? Narrator, tell everyone what happens to us. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Well, Marty Maraschino, like the cherry, filed charges on Vince Fontaine, but since it was 1959, nobody took roofing or women very seriously. And Vince ended up producing The Cosby Show on NBC and made millions. Francesca Alicia Faciano, also known as Frenchie, appears in Greece too, but then is written out halfway. It has been suggested by the producers that she completed her chemistry exam and finally passed, allowing her to graduate at the end of the movie. Isn't that nice? Cha-Cha Di Gregorio ended up on Dancing with the Stars, but lost when they realized she was just shaking her skirt the entire time. <laughs> and actually not dancing at all. Betty Rizzo ended up retiring and moving down to Florida right after graduation. Later it was discovered the pregnancy was a ploy to get Kaniki to marry her as she could not possibly be pregnant since she was in menopause her senior year. And what of our heroes? Well, Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen were never seen again after their car floated away. However, some claim that Mrs. Murdoch was so high on anal poppers when putting the car together that she accidentally invented a flying car, spaceship convertible, life-sustaining dome that propelled the car to the moon where Danny and Sandy currently live. Now you think that's hard to swallow. Patricia Birch, the director of Grease 2, proposed the idea to have Danny and Sandy reprise their characters as a now-married couple running a gas station. I am not kidding you. This held female directors back 30 years. Anyway, since we don't care for a womp-bump-a-loom-bump, -bump, we'll end tonight's show with this classic from Grease 2. <laughs> we don't know this song. No, no, he knows it. Oh, all right. <laughs> they know it. Oh, tonight. We're gonna start tonight If you're looking for a bite Then the time is right We're gonna find the floor with you tonight We're gonna score tonight We're gonna score tonight We're gonna run, we're gonna roll We're gonna bop, we're gonna bow We're gonna score, 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 score No one knows the song Tonight! 
everybody for coming. Thank you. Let me introduce everybody. You can see him on the HBO show, Divorce, the NBC show, Good News. Rick Chrome, everybody, our narrator. Catch her on Funny or Die or go to her website at BethelKaram.com. It's Bethel Karam, everybody. We'll be performing every Thursday and Saturday at Dangerfields here in Manhattan. Bob DeBono was our Donald Trump. Please don't boo him. He's a regular guy. Appearing at the Beach Bear Weekend in Delaware, September 22nd and the 23rd, it is Mateo Lay. Right here at the Underground this Thursday night, Lenny Marcus, everybody. Be around the corner this weekend at the original seller, Russ Mani. She'll be performing at the Toronto Comedy Festival September 21st and 22nd. It's Rachel Feinstein. At the Orlando Improv, the 26th, the Tampa on the 27th, that are Kill Me Now podcast on Play It On Radio. It's, it's Judy Gold. I have hope. And every week on the Comedy Cellar radio show on Sirius XM, Dan Natterman, who opened up the show today. On guitar, Colin Smith. On the bass, Gnome Dwarman. I'd like to thank Liz Fiorati, Sam Platt, and Memo Salazar on the sound. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, Dave.